to that. Can you give everybody, you know, your background? Hey, thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I know we, uh, we've had you on before, so you talked about some of the testing done for uh, different businesses. And today we're going to talk about coronavirus testing, am I right? That is correct. All right. So before we get into that, can you give everybody, you know, your background and the background of um, your company? Sure. Um, I've been in the drug and alcohol testing slash laboratory business for the past 25 years, had um, positions from uh, anything from sales executive, sales manager, uh, sales director, uh, operations director, executive vice president, um, and I'm now um, the CEO of my own company for the last uh, 18 months. Um, and we provide um, any type of screen that an employer needs to keep their uh, workplace safe and drug-free. So drug testing, alcohol testing, I mean, what other sort of testing are you guys doing physical, on a normal day? Physical evaluations, TB tests, uh, titers, uh, all the all those different types of um, tests um, that they need to make sure that their workplace uh, and the employee is um, eligible to, to work for them. Gotcha, and I know you all have a bunch of different testing sites we do. We have about 11,500 across the nation, and we have um, 85 in the central Florida area. And are all those, as far as you know, still open during this time? The majority, when I say the majority, we're talking like 95 to 98 percent um, of them are, um, are open. So um, they, most of these sites are um, laboratory patient service centers. And um, they obviously um, need to be open for the people that have to come in and get their um, fasting uh, a laboratory test, as well as their pro times and the necessary tests, AIDS, um, you know, the viral loads and everything else, the tests that must be done. So it, the drug screen isn't like a national emergency, um, unless you're trying to get a job as a, a DOT uh, truck driver and you need to have that, uh, that load hauled. But um, it's, the reason they're open is because of the health issues. Gotcha. Okay, so if um, we've got any businesses listed, listening, or em uh, employees or about to be employees, what's the best contact info for you all so they can find you know a place that's open and go get that taken care of? Sure. Um, the easiest way is 800-338-5515. They also can go to workplacescreening.com, and we have um, plenty of information on there about drug tests and how to order a drug test, as well as the corona. Uh, virus COVID-19 uh, testing that's available too. So I know before we started going live on this, we talked about it a little bit. So walk me through, I guess there are multiple tests right now for coronavirus. Is yes. that right? That is correct. Okay. So um, we'll start uh, with the, the most um, advanced is a laboratory based test. That's where they um, perform a nasal swab um, on you. And um, yes, it does go deep into the nasal canal. Um, and, and you may have noticed um, earlier this week that the FDA um, stated that you can't do this test at home. And ironically, I had um, given uh, some consulting to a company that wanted to do it. And I told them, I just can't see you doing this at home. And uh, the FDA uh, came out on uh, Friday last week and said, um, you just can't do this at home. So, um, but there because, is a... Yeah. Because they don't want you just jabbing that like yeah, in your brain? Yeah, yeah the, well, the directions say... Um, swab until you 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 feel resistance, which um, you know some people are going to feel the resistance and some people aren't. And you, I guess you could possibly harm yourself. So that's why the FDA thought it wasn't a good idea. 
Okay, but that one's going to be the most accurate test? The most, yes, it's the most accurate and the most advanced. And that's because it's done by PCR diagnostics. And so what, what that means is, is it's looking at the DNA of the virus. So um, it's going to be able to detect it a little earlier than any other type of test out there. And so, you know, after they've got that swab, you know, all the way back into not hitting your brain, how yeah. long are they, how long does it take for them to get the results? Well, the goal is two to three days. But um, as you can tell, I mean, they're rationing these lab tests out. You have to almost be on, well, we won't say death's door, but you have to have a lot of symptoms in order for them to do this test on you today. Or be they're, famous. Yeah, they're only trying to be fair and they're only trying to have the test given to the people that are most needy. That's why they're, they're having this rationing. Um, the labs can't handle it. Um, I was talking to a lab executive yesterday. They said our turnaround time is, was published two to three days. We're going five to seven days, and we still can't meet that number. So I've heard hospitals telling me it takes three weeks to get a lab result back. So it's not really the test that's slowing us down. It's the, it's the person power to get the results. Correct. And, and everybody has to understand that uh, most of these labs are working under the emergency use authorization um, that the FDA put out last week. So right. uh, bottom line is, uh, you know, they just got these um, assays up. You know, it's not like they prepared for this for eight months and they have a ton of reagents and, and everything else. They're, 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 they're doing the best that they can do. It's not, they're not that they're uh, executing poorly. It's just they're doing the best that they can do with the resources that they have. Well, and, and, and there's so much of a demand. Correct. I mean, demand is crazy. I mean, uh, there's probably millions of people that want to be screened right now um, just to find out if they have it or they don't have it. And, and they're not um, because they're rationing it for the neediest of individuals. Gotcha. But on that test, I mean, we're looking at what, a 99% uh, correct rate? It's probably like 99.9. .9. I mean, okay. so... I don't, I mean, so I'm not a scientist, but um, I've hung around with um, laboratory scientists for the last 25 years. Um, and I, I think they would tell you, you really don't have a false um, negative. It's just the vi the individual's virus isn't showing up to the point the viral load isn't there enough for it to uh, pop positive. Okay, so they really won't get a false response or just may not be, it may have been taken too early in essence. Right. And for instance, there's individuals in the world that have had um, HIV, uh, full-blown AIDS. Right. And when, when you take an antibody test, it doesn't show up. Now, that's a very unusual situation. I think there's only two or three of the people like that in the world. But when you do a, a PCR test on them, a DNA test, PCR, um, it does show up. So it just gives you, just gives you an idea that um, how the antibodies work and how the viral load works and what causes it to be positive or negative. And again, that's a layman's explanation of um, uh, someone hearing it from the ex scientific experts thousands of times. Right. So then what other tests are there for coronavirus, if not the, you know, swabbing the back of your head? Okay. So the other tests um, that are available, you may have seen um, two press releases this week from CFIT and um, Abbott. Now, those are tests that are done um, in the doctor's office and in the hospitals, okay? They're just like, uh, they are POCT tests. Um, and, however, um, they're, they're run and read by a machine. So they're gonna be a little bit better uh, than the kits that I'm gonna tell you about in a few minutes, um, uh, only because it's, it's done on a machine. 
um, and it's uh, you're, they're going to have a printout um, for the um, actual uh, hospital. And I don't have the exact specific because um, they're, they're just now getting released, so I haven't seen their clinical studies. Uh, okay. So I couldn't tell you, but I, my my um, 25 years of experience in the laboratory business tells me that they would be a little more accurate than uh, the point of care testing that we have. And um, and they're not exactly inaccurate, but I'll explain to you uh, further. But um, that, that they all, the problem with them is it requires a capital investment in machinery. So, you know, uh, unless the physician or the, uh, is going to have um, the opportunity to do other testing on this machine, they're investing capital for what may be a six week, eight week, 12 week uh, run of testing and then uh, no use for it. Well, we, we can hope it'll be as short as possible. Yes. Um, is that, are they still, are they still taking that test the same way? It's just being read by a machine versus a no, person? So the difference, yeah, the, the difference, oh, okay. um, the difference with um, uh, those are, is it's, it's still a swab, um, but it's done instantly. Because you don't have to worry about the person power to get the results. And it's not the person power. It's just a machine that allows them to do it um, quicker. You know, they have the reagents and everything else. Okay. It's just like a pregnancy test. You know, you can get a pregnancy test. You can do it in your bathroom and you'll find out in a matter of three to 10 minutes, whether it's positive or negative or presumptively positive or negative. And if it is positive, you're going to go to your physician and they're going to do a lab test. The lab tests are just a little bit more um, accurate because they have the um, ability to calibrate continuously. And uh, when they do these POCT kits, you know, it's created at one time and the cutoff is the cutoff. And most of these kits are either um, geared towards negative uh, sensitivity or positive specificity. And um, in this case, um, all of the, that I understood, um, all of them are geared more towards specificity and getting more positives. Okay. So, so in essence, you're not going to get, you're, you're going to get a yes or a no. There's not going to be the ability of a person to make a call on, you know, there's a little bit here, but not enough. That's correct. It's going to be um, positive or negative and a negative doesn't mean that you won't be positive. It just means that your body right. doesn't have the antibodies built up and, and it's going to test for both the IgG and the IgM. And IgG tells you that um, you're systemic. The IgM tells you that you've had a recent infection. So the IgM happens first and then the um, IgG happens. And once you have the IgG, that means you have a full blown in your, in your, your body is systemic and it's throughout your body. So, um, so yeah, so the physician, can, it's just, um, so these p point of care tests, you know, people ask me, is it perfect? No, they're not perfect. They're 87% um, accurate. I'm going on the low end to tell you. Yeah, well, it's a range, but 87% accurate on negatives and 97% um, accurate on positives. So you can say, wow, wait a second. That's, you know, we're missing one out of 10 people on, or a little bit more than one out of 10 people on negatives. And we're missing three out of a hundred on positives. Well, in my opinion, it sure beats waiting three weeks for a lab result to come back and you have right. this person infecting half the world. So um, that's, you know, so it's just a, it's just another tool in the physician's bag um, to give them early Diagno uh, uh, diagnostic early detection um, opportunity. Now, these point of care tests, are those the ones that you all have? That's what we have, point of care tests. That is correct. Okay. And so walk me through how somebody gets tested. And then, you know, I know you talked about the, the error rate or the success rate, and then also yeah. give me the turnaround time. Yeah. Okay. So um, these, these are kits that you purchase. You purchase them in a box of 25. So perfect, um, the perfect opportunity 
for these kits are um, frontline healthcare workers, those in the hospital, emergency room, um, those in home health, you know, people that are seeing every single day, um, and as well as um, our, our uh, frontline firefighters, first responders, police and ambulance, um, all those individuals that are seeing sick people um, every day. And, and I've had some local cities uh, that have purchased them and um, pre-purchased them because they're not coming out for another 10 days or so. Um, but okay. they have pre-purchased them. And, um, and, and I had one, one fire chief tell me, I, he goes, you should be selling this for three times what you're selling it for. And it would be nice to do that. But, you know, we don't want to uh, price gouge or whatever the case may be uh, uh, during this national um, emergency. So, um, but he says it's such a tool because it just allows him to have a screening tool to um, to find out without having to send someone down to a clinic, without having to hold them off of the job for 10 days, waiting for a lab result to come back. It's just it's just a tool that helps them um, find the answer as fast as they can. And, you know, it's just part of the treatment plan. So this is one that can be done in the home. This OK, so not in the well, it could be done in a home, but it can't be done by an individual. It has to be done by a medical professional. Gotcha. A nurse, a doctor, a med tech, you know, a medical assistant. Um, and then the uh, patient has to be treated by a physician or a medical person, a physician, a nurse practitioner, whatever um, the appropriate one is in that state. So we're not talking about, you know, Joe or Sally at their house, but with the firefighters, they've got the EMTs there with the hospitals. They've got nurses yes. and doctors there. Yeah, that's why I'm telling you it's perfect. So like let's say a, a large employer says, hey, I want to do this. The first question I have to ask them, you understand this is for um, medical professional use. Do you have a medical professional qualified to give these tests? And if they say no, I can't sell it to them. Or if they say, well, yes, I'm going to have uh, uh, mobile drug testing come down here and provide this or on-site medical services uh, provide this test. They're going to have the medical people. That's fine. And you're going to gotcha. make sure that these people all get treated by a physician, the positive ones. Yes, then that's fine. But not, I just can't sell a thousand kits to some employer that wants to uh, hopefully do it right. But it, but you know, you right. asked about ease of use and and time, so it's it's uh, pretty simple. And there's a um, a video <clears throat> that's going up on my website in the next uh, couple of hours, um, so they can look at it there, or I can certainly send it to anybody on request. And it's basically a, a minute and a half um, video that tells you how to do the test. So you could probably sit there and say, well, if it's a minute and a half video. Um, it must be a pretty quick process. It is. You um, take uh, you take an alcohol swab, and then you prick the person's uh, you uh, wipe the person's finger. You prick it, uh, finger prick. I don't know if you ever had one of those done. It's relatively painless. You get a drop of blood. Yeah. Stick it in the blood uh, spot on the uh, point of care test. You put two drops of reagents in there. You wait three minutes, see if the result has happened. There's control line, there's a positive line. Um, and then if there's nothing um, in the two lines, it's negative. But you, um, three to 10 minutes, um, if, once you have it positive or once you know it's negative, you don't have to wait anymore. But it must be ready. Wait, three, three to 10 minutes? Three to 10 minutes, you have the result. Wow, that's such a quicker turnaround than you know a couple of days or, or three weeks. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So it definitely, um, it's, it's a tool. Like I said, it's not the only tool that a physician is going to use. But if he right. this in conjunction with lab testing or whatever the case may be, and then he looks at it for the symptoms and everything else, for the people that are asymptomatic, um, these are a, an incredible opportunity, an incredible way to screen out the people that are positive or not. But for those that are symptomatic, you know, unless the physician can figure out if it's flu 
or if it's coronavirus, like for example, maybe they take an x-ray of the person's chest because this coronavirus is killing um, people's uh, pulmonary functions. So they right. can look at the x-ray and figure out um, if he's wrecked up, they're probably going to say, yeah, he's got, he's got symptoms and, um, and we're going to isolate him anyways. Um, uh, if they're absent that and, and it was positive or not positive, they can say this guy probably has flu, but we might test him again in another couple of days. And so you said um, these aren't available just yet. They're on back order. They're not on back order. So it's um, just like um, we talked about the labs just started um, doing this testing under the emergency use authorization from the FDA. And, and you know, for your information and your all your listeners um, information, this is the first time in the history of the FDA that they have had an emergency use operation, authorization. Wow. Normally it takes like eight weeks to eight months. Um, and eight weeks is if you have a highly connected consultant to get something cleared by the FDA. So all of these companies, um, most of the labs, um, most of these POCT kits um, are operating under the emergency use authorization. And there's certain things that you have to do, like you have to do clinical studies, you have to validate it, and then you have to send all your information uh, to the FDA, put a bunch of stuff on your website. And once you've done all that um, and you've got an acceptance letter, a um, we've accepted your information letter, then um, you're able to distribute. So, so uh, really a lot of these are tests that were going through the FDA process and now they're just no, them? Um, no. So um, let me explain what happened. So okay. on Monday, on Monday, um, uh, late on Monday, Trump um, uh, authorized the emergency use authorization to get more testing. You know, you probably heard not enough testing, not enough testing, not enough testing. Right. And so um, he authorized it. On Tuesday, the FDA put out their documentation of what you want to, um, how you can uh, do this and what you must do to do it. And that's when people started manufacturing. Is there people that started manufacturing a little bit ahead of time thinking that it was going to happen? I'm more than certain that it is. But, you know, considering that this just happened last Monday and that we're going to have kits um, in the U.S. around um, seven to ten days from now, um, that's a miracle. Okay. So you get, um, it, it's not like they've um, been sitting on this as backordered or whatever. It's new. It's a new test. Coronavirus is new. So um, this is all new testing, um, new testing for the labs that we talked about, new testing for the point of care test, new testing that the other companies that are doing it in the hospitals uh, bedside with that machinery. That's all new. Everybody's just releasing it as we speak. But Not all operate and some of them are FDA cleared like um, Abbott and the CFID. Um, everybody else and some of the lab um, tests are um, either um, lab, uh, uh, FDA cleared um, or um, in-house. They have an in-house and had to uh, approve it with their state or whatever the case may be, but they're all operating under an emergency use authorization. Gotcha. All right. So look, you know, you know this a lot better than I do. Anything else that we need to cover? Um, I think we covered, um, well, so the one, so we talked about, it's very important that everybody understands that this is for um, emergency use. I'm, I'm sorry, for pro professional medical use. Um, right. So you need to have a medical professional. They don't want Sally or Joe who really doesn't understand. Let's say they, they, they did the finger prick correctly. They got the one drop of blood correctly, but they put the blood in the reagent well, and they put the uh, reagent well in the blood well, uh, the reagent in the blood well, uh, and mixed it up, and the test says negative, um, or a test says didn't work, but they don't understand that it didn't work. All they know is it's not positive, and the next thing you know, they're out infecting people. So that's why um, my best guess as to why they want medical professionals. And then they also want medical professionals um, to report them to, this, to the uh, proper 
um, reporting. And then, right. um, so, yeah, also um, make sure that they're a candidate for isolation and, and do what they um, need to do from there. So, um, so uh, you know, I think a lot of people had dreams that they were going to be able to sell these um, on the internet, but the um, two home users, um, but the FDA has explicitly um, said, no, you cannot do um, this POCT use in your home. And um, you also um, can't do a nasal swab um, in your home by yourself. It doesn't mean that you can't hire a medical professional to come in and give you a nasal swab. That you right. can do. Same thing if you're at home and someone wants to come to your home and do a um, a uh, POCT kit, they can do that too, but they just have to be a medical professional. Okay. All right. So anything else that business owners should be thinking about during this time when it comes to, you know, testing employees for different things? Well, um, so for the DOT employers, um, you know, DOT just came out with um, guidelines on how to handle this. And it's really um, business as usual, um, with the exception, um, uh, if an employee, if there is not any sites available to you, um, you have to document it. And uh, I wouldn't try one site. I would try, you know, five or six sites at least saying, you know, whatever the case may be. But as we started off this conversation, there are 11,500 sites. Um, I think we only have about 100 of them um, throughout the nation that aren't operating. So, um, but coronavirus by itself is not an excuse for DOT. And um, under no circumstances can you hire a trucking uh, individual um, without having a negative drug test on file, even if you cannot find a site. So um, they will not allow uh, a truck driver to drive without that. And uh, I have um, those regulations and I've broken down to eight bullet points so they don't have to read five pages uh, for anybody that wants it. And they can find that at workplacescreening.com. Okay. So let's do this. If you um, Once you get that video of the minute and a half of the testing, um, send that to us so we can link it to this on the page. Okay. And then, um, and then can you give everybody your contact information again? So hopefully we've got some people, you know, looking to hire and they need to get these screenings for before they can drive and whatnot. Oh, absolutely. So it's 800-338-5515, uh, info at workplacescreening.com. And you can find us at workplacescreening.com. Uh, and uh, there's a, for all those that are interested in the coronavirus, there's a coronavirus tab there that will take you directly to it, or you can look under testing services. Um, it's right on top, COVID-19. You'll be able to see it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. It's always fun.